Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Big Jim is wearing his heels. As a player who wants to grow in the game, it's good that there's coverage, but at the same time, to be in an England dressing room, an England training camp, is something that's special and you give people access just like that, it might take away from take away from that a little bit. I wasn't really enjoying my rugby, so I just sort of said to my mum, I'm not sure I want to really do it anymore, like not really getting anywhere. And I've seen a lot of other lads go to, go to uni. And she sort of said, well, you know, never know what's going to happen with new coaches. Like, give it one more crack. I was very lucky that Chris Boyd came in and gave me the opportunity to play. I think if you've got the passion, enjoyment and the, the energy to, to want to play for England, pulling a shirt with, with the, the freedom of, of not necessarily that, that pressure from coaches, it's a really good combination of something we're, we're trying to get right at the moment. On this episode, I'm joined by Northampton Saints and England back row forward, Lewis Ludlam. Lewis Ludlam, not low. That's Welcome. It. Hello, mate. How frustrating is that? I'm used to it now. It depends what happens. If Gloucester win, I quite like it because you get loads of Gloucester noises messaging me saying, well played, <laughs> which is quite nice. <laughs> if they lose, I just get slated. And if we lose as well, I get double slated, so... Not ideal. You know what? It, it, it must be a thing with the commentators because I've heard Benny Kay messing up low, so it must be in his head. And I'm mates with uh, Lewis Lud Low. Uh, I'm mates with Lud, right? So and even in my head, if I'm commentating or if we're speaking or like if we're due to chat like we are now, it's one of them where I'm second guessing myself. I've not messed up yet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself that I'm not going to mess it up. But yeah, it's easy, easily done. We play the same position as well. Exactly. Look very different though. So I suppose very, that's yeah. it. It's the pictures that I suppose that annoyed you, right? Yeah, both banged up and horrible messes. But apart from that, we're very different. Well, mate, it's class to be chatting to you, especially like I know you're in camp. We're on the fallow week and you've got a big game maybe against Wales next week. How are things? How are things in camp? How are things with you? You must be loving life. I know you didn't win the game against Scotland. Just on that, I did say when I saw you in the coffee shop, they're going to be they're going to be good, didn't I? You did. First, thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's been a really enjoyable couple of weeks, really. I know we probably haven't got um, that Scotland result. was probably disappointing for us. And I don't think we even performed really the way we wanted to for a full 80 against Italy. So... There's heaps to work on, but I'm just enjoying sort of the opportunity that Steve's given me to to be involved. Um, another chance to put on an England shirt. Like you sort of, when Eddie went, you just you, you sort of wonder yourself if you've pulled on an England shirt for the for the last time, really. So um, the fact that Steve's put some some trust in me has been really enjoyable. It's class, but also crazy when you put it like that because 
you were in and out of the squad before and you look at certain players that have come in, some that are out and they're, they could be out, out forever. Mm-hmm. When there is a shift in coach like that, how early on for you personally or do you think it takes to know that this coach, because Steve obviously likes you, right? Like his picture, you've become a bit of an unsung hero in these couple of games because of the way that you play and I love the way that you play, but even myself haven't mentioned you necessarily on Twitter because there aren't these standout moments apart from putting Max Mailings away. But what it comes down to is the coach liking you and Steve's come in and clearly likes you. It must feel amazing for that to happen. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And the same thing happened like a few years ago with Chris Boyd at the club. Like under, I thought Jim and Doran were great coaches, but probably wasn't um, really seen in their plans. So when Boyd came in and gave me the opportunity, it was a similar sort of thing. Just put his trust in me and it just it is down to someone's opinion at the end of the day. And if they want you to play in their team and you fit into the plans, then it's brilliant. If not, then... It's just unfortunate. And I think like, the back row and the situation in England at the moment, like there's so much competition like ac- across the board. Like you can look at every club and there's world-class international back rowers um, ready to step up and play. So at the moment, I'm just really thankful for that, for that opportunity really and trying to enjoy it as much as possible and not put too much pressure on myself as well. I think I probably did that a little bit too much and let my natural game come out. So um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been really positive to be honest. And um I think that's a general feeling across the board with with Steve coming in. Um, it all makes sense. It's all positive, and I think people are really excited about where this team can go now. We are seeing snippets come out. Positivity. Marrow came out and said, "Like it's a better place to be." It feels like there's a few people. I'm not expecting you to talk about what it was like because you're in the moment now and and clearly loving it. But what has Steve and Kevin Sinfield done for the environment? Is it the obvious thing that we think they've just freshened it up and made it a happier place or are there more kind of specifics in terms of you've got to think right so people are talking about putting on an England jersey or putting on an international jersey it should be the highest moment the the, the most fun best experience of their life but it felt like before it wasn't but it feels like they've brought that back yeah it's, it's special it feels real special um again I think there was a a lot of pressure before um and that's just down to the way that the coaching was set up um, and pressure is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that pressure comes in probably a different form under Steve and Kev. Um, I think a lot of people have got so much respect for those two. Steve's um, honest in the way he does things. It's never personal. And, and Kev, everyone knows what he's he's done off the field. So the amount of respect that those two have got, you, you want to fight for him, you want to work hard for him. And any bits of coaching they want to put across to you. You're so happy to sort of take that on and, and, and take that on board. And it just feels like everything we're doing in camp in the moment makes sense. And it definitely hasn't been perfect. There's heaps we can we can work on still, but I think we, we want we want to be a fast learning team. We want to take on those messages as quickly as possible. And I think if you've got the passion, enjoyment and uh, the energy to, to want to play for England, pulling a shirt with, with the, the freedom of, of not necessarily that, that pressure from coaches, I think it's a it's a really good combination and something we're we're trying to get right at the moment. What's been the assessment of the first two games? Oh, I, I don't think we've. I think the really pleasing thing has been we've we had opportunities to win the game um, against Scotland, but we, we we showed some steps forward in the way that we've we've been playing for England. Um, it's obviously a new new coaching setup, so we, we've we've pleased we've taken some messages, but I, I still feel like. We're not happy with, with, with where we where we're, we're necessarily at. I think even against Italy, I know we got the win. We came in on Tuesday, was it? And there was still everyone was 
let's get this right. Let's get this right. Let's get after things straight away, and take and take things on board. Let's learn quickly. So we 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 know where we can take this team. It's just necessarily we we've got to be better week on week, and we'll be better next week. And if we better the week after that, and we'll we'll see that we'll see where that gets us at the moment. But yeah, I think I think the general feeling is is excitement. Um, we're we're learning a lot. Um, we're coming together as a team and feels like this is this is it is just a, just the beginning really i think there's a lot of pressure on england there always is isn't there there's an expectation from externally from fans of course uh, all over the world english people littered all over the world do you feel that expectation do you think it's trying to manage their expectations that it's not going to be a quick fix because you bring in steve borthwick and then kev sinfield everyone's like, oh sir kev he's in everything's all going to be fixed and then you saw there was a few issues in defense in that game against scotland it is going to be a slow burner but just for the england fans who are listening to this like is it just trying to manage their expectations i don't think managing expectations is probably the, the the right way to go about it we i think we, we want to show that we're, we're passionate and we're excited about putting on an England jersey and we're willing to work really hard to make things make things better for, for English rugby. And I think if we've got that and we're improving our rugby week on week, that's all we can focus, focus on really. Um, the, the most important game, Steve always says it, is, is the next one, what's coming up. And we're not looking too far ahead about what results we could potentially get in the, in the future. It's just very much... What can we do this week? Be better next week, and as long as that desire and that fight's there, willing to play for England, then we can fix it. Yeah, absolutely. You could see against Italy, it was about winning, right? And Italy have improved. Well, we saw the second half, some of the attacking play. Uh, this we saw the same against France, the second best team in the world. Uh, Italy are improving, improving massively. Obviously, the win was the biggest part of that. It almost felt like you went resorted back to type there was a Leicester feel with the driving line out this kind of old school feel of tightening things up around the forwards is that how it felt as players yeah I think England set piece has, has always been something that's been at the forefront of, of our game and then we probably went away from that a little bit over the last three years and there's needed some definite improvement so the the fact that we could practice and, and bring that back against Italy was something that was was really pleasing as well and it's it's not perfect but I think we showed some some step forwards and in doing that, so um, it's probably a, a stereotype of English rugby about going back to the mall and the set piece. But whatever it takes to w- win a game, I think we win games. Fans are happy. If we win games. We're happy. Um, and as long as we're improving, um, what what else can you what else can you ask for, really? Kevin Sinfield did have a baptism baptism of fire because of I, I think more so the Duan van der Merwe try was the headline moment. And as a Scotland fan, uh, I'm an England fan as well, quarter English. Lewis, not too sure if you're aware of that. I am. I'm an English fan. Like I got mates in the team and stuff. I'm a huge fan of Borthwick. Unbelievable fan of Kevin Sinfield for obvious reasons. But it, it was a quick baptism of fire for him, wasn't it? As defensive coach after the headline try of that Duan van der Merwe. How did he address the team after that? Did he say anything? What's his way of communicating with everyone? It's just it's, it's very similar to Steve. What can we What can we do better? Um, that's one of the best runners of the ball in, in world rugby and um, we're not going to panic about our defence because he's he's broken us there. It's a fantastic try. I think he would have scored that against a, a lot of international teams but Kev's very level-headed. Um, he's got a, a, a massive amount of respect and he just looked it through the, the lens of okay, what can we do better this game? What do we do well? What do we need to keep? And and we went after that the, the following week and we've been going after things this week as well. So that I think has been the 
the, the highlight for me is there's, there's, there feels like there's there's no panic. It's just what can we do better? How can we improve? Um, and we'll see what that gets us. Reading an article years ago, and I had to go back and just make sure that I read it right. I think it was around maybe 2018, 2019. This was never meant to be because you were thinking about hanging up the old slippers, weren't you, until Bordy came to Northampton. Is that right? Just give us a little bit of insight into that because it's amazing to think that if that was the case, that going into a World Cup in France 2023, that you're the starting six, maybe number eight for England. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird to think that, but I think that was like a, a very different different time in my life. It wasn't I think I played like seven or eight times for, for Saints. Um, I've been on loan to Coventry, which was enjoyable, and Rotherham fighting a relegation battle um, in the champ. And I knew there was other things I wanted to explore. I, I wasn't entirely sure. Maybe go back to university and and study. Um, and, and I wasn't really enjoying my rugby, so I just sort of said to my mum, like, give it. I'm not sure I want to really do it anymore, like not really getting anywhere. And I've seen a lot of other lads go to, go to uni. And she sort of said, well... You know, never know what's going to happen with new coaches. Like, give it one more crack. Like, see where you see where you're at after the after the next year. And if you're still not liking it or really hating it, then then you can change your decision. And I was very lucky that Chris Boyd came in and, and gave me the opportunity to play. And I think the way he coached me as well. You just, I think the the first thing he said to me when he came in was, "Listen, like I've heard a lot from you from the other coaches. You don't currently fit into my plans, but." If you're willing to work hard and you're willing to fight hard for me, I'm going to give you your opportunity. And that's, for me, it was just an easy thing. Like, you just got to make a choice. You don't have to be the best player in the world to turn up to training and, and work hard and, and, and show some fight. So for the opportunity to get to, like, sort of take the pressure off me in that way, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll rip in. It's easy and start enjoying my rugby again from there. And, yeah, got a, got a run of games. And then Eddie was, I was lucky enough to be invited to the World Cup stuff with Eddie as well. What type of player are you for the masses listening to this, for the millions? I see you as an all-rounder, like just very good, like a, a, a player that kind of glues a back row together because you're good at everything. That, that's fair in saying, right? I mean, what, like, how do you perceive yourself? Jack, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> an all-rounder, they say. Yeah. I'm, I, I think I've been fortunate, like in a club, I've, I've been playing across the back row, so I've had some experience six, seven and eight. So I, do, I can do a bit of everything. I think for me, I play my best when um, I'm working and just just getting through as much work as possible, really. I know that's not necessarily, doesn't come with the highlight moments. I can't offload a ball like Dombrant or turn over a ball like Jack or, or, or Cousin can, but um, just trying to get through as much work as possible and try and go about my work quietly, but um, just just showing showing some fight. And when I do, I feel like I'm having having a good game, so... I think out of the back row, it's probably the easiest job. I've just got to turn up and, and try hard. And then usually that puts me in a in a pretty good position. Leadership as well. So captain in Northampton, what kind of leader are you? Do you enjoy that aspect of the game? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it, it gave me something different to think about. I, I wasn't playing well when I was thinking about just me and just my performance and probably put pressure on myself and performance. And when, as soon as I took the pressure off me and it's, I talked to a few people and they called it like leader's legs where you feel like people are depending on you. You get a bit more out of yourself. So it's definitely helped me to sort of take the focus off performance and go in, ah, oh, these boys need me to step up and lead by example and try and do that as, as much as possible for actions, really. That number six jersey for England as well. 
big shoes to fill in Courtney Laws. I know he's there or thereabouts in terms of coming back. How is that for you? I mean, is he a player that you would have watched, of course, because he's at your club, like looked up to growing up? Yeah, yeah. It's actually weird to think of. I was thinking about this the other day with, with him. It's like, I used to have him in my fantasy team when I was like 15, 16 years old and like <laughs> looked up to him. And then next thing you know, I'm like sitting in a cinema watching Avatar with him. Like it's, like it's, it's mental really. Like I've looked up to court for a while and he's always keen to help me and chip in on, on where I can improve. So I feel like it would be unbelievable to get on the pitch at the same time as him in a in an England jersey. But like I say, I'm no, under no illusions, he's a world-class player. But I'm like I said, the focus for me is like enjoying my rugby, um, working hard, doing as the coaches say, and I'll see where that gets us really. You referenced it there, and I think anyone listening to you speak or looking at the makeup of the England back row or the players at the disposal of the coaches, you're probably talking some of the best players in the world, right? In the back row. When you think about it like that, and the fact that you're in that position that Steve has picked you and hopefully sticks with you going forward. Like you must feel good about that, right? That's that shows how good you are. When you think the likes of Ben Earl have been on the bench, Tom Curry's due to come back. You know Ben Curry as well. We've mentioned him. Tom Willis, his brother, playing over in France, who's carving up. There's a number of players. Believe on Napola, not even in the squad. I mean, there's a long list of bat rows and stuff, and and you're there doing it and fronting up every week. Yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. It makes I think pulling on the jersey jersey really special. And I think those boys in camp as well, like there's a real high level of competition, but I think at the same time, everyone's so keen to help each other as well. So when you're the one that's lucky enough to to, to be putting on the jersey at the weekend, you want to you wanna do them proud as well? Like you want to help those boys out? And I'm sure there'll be a time where Steve doesn't really, he picks, picks a team on who's best to play at the weekend for, depending on who we're playing, opposition. So there'll be a time when it's my turn to to help out those boys that are playing as well. So obviously feel very, very privileged to, to be in that position and putting on the jersey for my country. It's just when I do, trying to make it count as much as possible. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's a bit of drama in the lead-up to the game against Wales. How much as a player, you must be seeing it unfold and whether or not the game's going to go ahead. I know it's about, well, your plan and your prep as if the game is going ahead. But some added drama, like do you feel for the Welsh lads? I mean, do you chat to Dan Bigger much about it? I was actually chatting to Biggs on message and just said, look, mate, if there's a platform that you need, I don't know what they need, but uh, as a player focused on the game, but you must hear some of the external noises. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. And obviously there's a there's a little bit of drama going on behind the scenes, but trying to switch off from it as, as much as possible. Like you, I feel like you take anything for granted in international rugby or you fall into illusion of thinking they're not going to be in it at the weekend. That's when you. That's when you get trapped. That's when you get bitten. So I think it adds to the the fuel for them. I feel like they're going to come out hissing. There's loads of anger, loads of frustration around that squad. So I think the focus for us is very much being prepared to play Wales at the weekend. Who are going to be angry? Who are, who showed great fight um, in the games they played? And they're probably not yes getting the results they they necessarily want, but 
they're a team of real fighters, um, and they've got some unbelievably talented people in there as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's a focus for us, just trying to put ourselves in the best position to go out and, and play against them in Cardiff next week. Do you feel for the players, and I say that because the Premiership has gone through a similar thing, I don't know what Northampton, although I did hear stuff around salary reductions and stuff like that, Like as a fellow player who plays one of the toughest games on the planet, the physicality, the injuries that come with that, the injuries after you retire that come with that, like I feel for I feel for them, and uh, I saw Alan Wynne Jones's comments, and he kept referencing the wider society that there's a cost of living crisis going on, which I didn't feel he needs to do. It's like Alan Wynne, mate, you, you've the most capped international ever. You've put your body on the line for the country. So are the players. So are you. So have I. We should be comfortable enough to say we need to get paid, and we need yeah. to know what the fuck's going on. As a fellow professional, do you do you feel them? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, um, no one wants to be worrying about money and providing for their family um, and having jobs over the next um, few years. It's an awful thing to be having to think about, especially when you've got to go and put your body on the line and you've got to go put your head in the spokes um, every weekend when your future is a little bit uncertain. So I'm very happy we haven't got the added pressure of that. At the moment, it, it it obviously brings a great deal of pressure and a massive amount of, of, of playing rugby well for me is, is making sure everything's sorted off the pitch as well in terms of emotionally, am I in the right place? Um, I've got a good support network and added adding something like that into the mix is is, is, is really tough for those boys. So um, yeah, my, my heart definitely definitely goes out to them and it's, it's not going to be easy. It's just really hope it gets sorted as soon as possible for them. Do you think as players you should have more of a voice like being captain of Northampton you know in the starting back row of England do you feel like players should have a voice away from the pitch as well I absolutely do like I think like I'll go back to my point but you put your body on the line as in you're doing that for entertainment people are coming to watch that so therefore we shouldn't you shouldn't be quiet do you feel as if there should be more of a voice absolutely I think I think players there's a need for a voice. I think if you want to grow the game, the players have got to be at the forefront of of directing it in the in the in the direction that they want to. Um, I think it's hard for players to 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 put their opinions out there because of because of public opinion and they get shut down so quickly. And I think people are under the illusion that because we're the ones putting our body on the line and we get to do the job that people are dreamed of, it comes without any issues and. When there is problems, you shouldn't be allowed to speak up because we're in a privileged position, which I understand. Um, however, I feel like in this position, a very fortunate position we are, you, you, you've got duty to speak up if, if you feel like things aren't right, no matter no matter where you are, what position you're in. So, yeah, I think it's important players need a voice for, for, for a variety of different, different issues. And if one of them is growing the game and making sure that, that, that the game stays stays good because of money, because of public opinion, because of whatever. The players need a voice and need to be able to, to have a platform to speak up and the confidence to, to speak up with it as well. You mentioned growing the game. One aspect of that is access. Thank you. You're giving me access ahead of the game next week, which is brilliant. The other one is around Netflix. So this is talk of the Netflix documentary that's happening. There's rumours. I know a little bit about it. I don't know how much you can share. It feels as if it's just been thrown upon the teams and the unions. Some teams kind of know what it is. Some are all in. Some are not all in. Where are England? And as a player, how aware of you were were you of this? And 
like are they in there all the time now or are they kind of slowly filtering out what's the crack no they're, they're, they're a little bit in and out at the moment i think um it was it was presented to us and they said this is a situation and you can see both sides of it as a as a fan and as a as a player who wants to grow the game it's it's good that there's coverage but at the same time to be in an england dressing room an england training camp is something that's special and you give people access just like that it might take away from take away from that a little bit so it's it's, it's something i've i've really struggled to 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 think about really like it's you you want to give access as much as possible. You want to grow the game, but at the same time, some things are special. So they've 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 been. I think on whole, they've been really good. They they, they don't come in. They're not there twenty four seven. And if you ever ask for a private moment and you, you don't want them filming, they're they're really happy to to oblige as well. So it's um doesn't it never feels too intrusive or or too much of distraction. I feel like we're probably getting that balance right but they'll probably say they're not getting all the access they want as well so um yeah it's a tough one but at the moment it doesn't feel like too much of a distraction and doesn't take away from what we're doing we're doing too much really it's a tough one isn't it because you think right with netflix filming that with ireland they're up there as being favorites for the world cup johnny sexton could not only go on to be the greatest player for ireland but to be the greatest player of all time if ireland were to win the world cup all the drama around Wales, so apparently that's not being filmed. England's new journey under Borthwick and Simfield, if you guys go on to do something amazing at the World Cup. Do you not think that that is absolute gold to be able to see that journey? The conversation in there, this is just me because I'm a fan, right? But as a player, the conversation, right, should Lewis be starting at number eight this week if Courtney's back? Or do we start Owen Farrell at 10 or Marcus Smith or George Ford, who's playing again this weekend? Like Manu Tuolangi, right? It's time. Let's put him in the centre with Ollie Lawrence. Them discussions, I think we talk about growing the game, like genuinely, and it must be so hard as players because you are literally just thinking about the game at the weekend and so are the coaches. But do you not think they're the bits of gold that when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, I'm rushing people's careers away here. <laughs> but that is the stuff that people want to see. Yeah, I, I think as a, as a fan, I 100% agree with you. As a, as a, as a fan, I'm a, I'm a Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur fan and when they did the all is nothing documentary. I was like, this is this is brilliant. Got to see what happened behind the scenes, Mourinho stuff. But as a player, it, it's it's a special environment to be in, and you don't want to give you don't want to give too much of that away. I, I I feel as a player, and I know it it grows the game. I know it's fantastic, but there, there's there's some things that aren't meant to be shown to the wider public. The bo- the bonds I feel like that you create in a changing room after a game, before a game, the the, the social bits, the disagreements, they're they're the they're the sacred things that I think you remember that the they're the special things that that are like I say that are sacred that that do need some privacy. So access is good. I think as a fan, um, I think it's a brilliant thing. You need to grow the game as possible. I think it's a hard balance to to get right. You don't want to you want to show everything because. It's a it's a very special position you be in, and if you give that up automatically, then you've got a whole of the country behind doors, which is which I don't think is necessarily a, a a good thing. Yeah, you're in a different spot, which is absolutely fine. I always go back to the Lions tour in '97. Like if we never had that behind the scenes access, 
uh, team selection. You know, when Jono and Geach and Telfer are chatting about it, the Doddy Weir moments and stuff like that, these gold snippets. But I understand completely. But you, there, there's also got to be a trust, right? A trust from the media, the reasons why there needs to be the right re- remuneration, the right commercial thing around it do you know what I mean I think it just came in it was just, it was just all a little bit rushed I think if as a collective as players not just England but across all the countries then it might have been done slightly different it might, it might still come out and look amazing yeah you just we just don't know at, at this point and then yeah there's a complication of if they're in video and game plans and tactics and that can be used for for other teams as well so I think I think as a player growing the game comes second to us and performance comes top top of the list utmost importance so um we'll take care of the performance side and whatever access i think we can we can give them and in growing the game i think we're we we, we do that second to to that performance lens i suppose yeah absolutely wales at the weekend how do they look as a team when you look at them properly i know they're just taking pelters at the minute a new coach well i say a new coach an old new coach in Gatland in charge. They've had a few changes. I thought they played well against Ireland. I don't think the result reflected it. First half against Scotland, they could have went into the half-time winning the game if Rio Dye would have caught that ball from Dan Bigger. What have you seen in them? Just You don't need to go into too much detail, but what kind of team are you going to be up against in Cardiff? I think they're unbelievably well-drilled to start with. Um, I think they're really clear on their on their plan. So I think it's important that we have a really good understanding of what our plan is as well. Um, a team that fights really hard and they've got some 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 great jacklers at the at the breakdown as well in, in, in Tommy Rafael. So um yeah they're a fantastic team and like I say I know they're not getting the results they they necessarily want, but the performance wise I think they've been been brilliant and they're gonna be a it's gonna be a really tough game in, in, in Cardiff next weekend and one if I'm get the opportunity to to play something I'm really excited for. Lastly, it's doing the rounds. You might not have seen it. I'm going to ask you this because at the minute you've been wearing number six, not number eight. But there's this debate around Kaelin Doris and Ardi Surveyor as the best eights in the world. Kaelin Doris, all being well, you might be up against him on Paddy's weekend. Uh, what a game that's going to be. But do you look at them two as the leading number eights, back rows in the world? If not, then who? And you you, you can say yourself if you want, but I know that you're going to have some humility. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that big-headed. But... Um... Oh, it's a tough one. I think they offer different things. I do think they offer different things. I think for me, I've, I always have a, a, a soft spot for for Ardy Severi. I think Boydie sort of compared him to to me when he came in. I obviously coaching him at the Hurricanes, and I've watched a lot of a lot of his footage and what he does. So I think I've got a better understanding of what what Ardy does um, around the breakdown, the way he carries with the ball. Um, so for me, Ardy is someone I've probably looked up to a little bit. So I'll have to pick him, but I think it's. It's really hard to pick between those two, and they're both fantastic players, really. But um, yeah, because I, I suppose because I spent so much time watching Ardy and his clips, I'd probably have to go him. Just before you go, a little bit of positivity, and again, this is one of the reasons why I want to do this. It's a great game. There's a load of issues going on in the game. You know what? A bit of drama is good, right? You don't want to put it across on people's livelihoods and. Um, the concussion stuff around the game. But this is a fucking good game we're a part of, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're playing for England, wearing number six, your family are there, international, we've got a World Cup on the horizon. How good is rugby? Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And you have to pinch yourself sometimes when you're complaining about your body's hurting or you're mauled again this week or you're scrumming. Like, we're so lucky, honestly. So lucky to be playing the game that um, we've grown up loving. I mean, I remember watching Six Nations when I was a, a kid and being like, I, I want to do this. Now we're here. 
I just want to take the most of this this opportunity and you got to realise every day how, how lucky we are to be in this position. So, yeah, it's um it's brilliant. I know there's a lot going on behind the scenes and rugby over the last 12 months has probably got a bit of a bad name in, with the money issues and clubs going bust. But, yeah, we're so lucky to be in the position we are and we've got to make the most of it while we're here. Look, Lewis Udlam, I appreciate you taking time out. You've got a big game at the weekend. I think we're all hoping that it goes ahead. I'm sure it will. I'm sure they'll sort it out and they can deal with everything else after it. But, mate, I really appreciate that. A big fan of yours, loving your work and the fact that you're taking the ball by the horns um, is class for you and your family and obviously your club as well. They'd be proud. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.